that. Locked in for 3 5. Welcome to Docking Bay 3 5. I am your host, ah, Sharon! And with me is. Your faithful companion, Vinny! Oh, Vinny! Look at me, Vinny. I'm I'm in control now. I'm I'm in charge. I'm you're, the captain. You're the captain now. I am the captain now. You may call you captain or sir. Yeah. And yeah. Sharon, but, but in my book, experience outbreaks everything. Well, it's a good thing that I'm here, uh, getting experience on the pilot seat for once. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty proud of you. You've set this up all by yourself. I kind of just watched and was like, yep, that goes there. That goes there. <laughs> and if you put those up, it gets loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for listeners who, who can't, who uh, might not get it, um, I am on the, on the soundboard today and will be hosting. I'm not sure how much it matters for, for listeners, but I don't know. You it's a big deal for uh, me. Resident expert of today's topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's topic. Oh, I'm so excited to get into it. Bef- before we get into the topic, uh, Let's go into our weeks. Um, how was your week, Vinny? Woo! I had quite the experience working for my job at the Postal Service. Um, I delivered mail for the first time and picked up mail and put it into the delivery area to be shipped out worldwide or most of it. Yeah. Oh, like like before you would just pick up mail that was already like sorted and like to delivery, but you're taking like the mail from delivery now no technically i've only done parcels up until now so mm-hmm. i actually drove with like live mail and like got to deliver it to its final destination oh so you've only done like specifically boxes never mail like bills and yeah stuff. i but now i have it's quite the experience it's actually very fun and very dangerous uh, like, in terms of, like, liability or, like, your physical safety? Well, at points, it's just, like, I'm delivering mail to the boonies right now because I'm a rural carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, rural, rural carrier assistant, RCA. Remember mm-hmm. that, because that'll come in handy later. Abbreviations. Um, now I'm a CCA, but uh, as an RCA, we're out there in the boonies, and sometimes it's just a dirt road. Sometimes it's a highway. That it says 50, but I swear people are going like a bazillion miles per hour out there. Yeah, I don't know what it is about like San Diego County, but like people just really book it. Like I don't think, I I honestly don't think that cops really care unless you're really going faster than like the speed of traffic. But in general, the speed of traffic here is like just crazy. So I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're a good good driver and that you're not afraid. Um... But yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how's your 3D printer? How's it? Uh, my 3D printer is alive once again, just between the last time we recorded until now, which it's, uh, ooh, the world has, the world's turned upside down for a hot second there. Not gonna lie. Yeah, this is, we're oh, filming Harry. this after, uh, January 6th. It so. is now, uh, Thursday the 14th. Mm-hmm. It was a mildly warm day. Actually, it was very hot. It was hottest under record in California. What, today? Today. Really? Set a record for the hottest day in January. 
Oh, in January. Worldwide. Yeah, it did feel like a summer day. It but did. I was like, wow, we have to open some windows. I mean, it was nice to like let the house air out. Yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful day. I mean, like, a, a hot day in January in California is not... Yeah, it's... I mean, it was beautiful, like, here in the sunny San Diego County. Yeah. Though, it is worrying, like, from a climate perspective, but... Yeah, um... Is... is uh Slowly becoming um, Mad Max until, watch, we'll get there and be like, what happened? What happened to all the water? Where did it go? <laughs> Yeah, we're fighting for for the water Damn and like it, natural resources. Yeah, just watch in like um, in about a week when the election is happening, or, or sorry, not the election, the inauguration. But yeah, and that's the real thesis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vinny. Um, yeah. Well, going into my week, uh, I had a pretty okey day week. I mean, it was full of anxiety. Um, especially after what was happening last Wednesday uh, at the Capitol, um, for obvious reasons. Um, but, I, you know, like, I felt better. Like, I socialized with some of my coworkers for, like, the first time in, in months. Like, I haven't seen them since the pandemic. And it was really nice to, like, uh, check in with them and not feel so isolated at work. Um, my sister got me, like, a wedding planner book. And so... <laughs> Oh, I've been going through the that. The joys of planning a wedding. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think that we'd be a couple that would like fight over a wedding. But on the first day, first chapter. Sharon, I didn't fight. You were the one who engaged in violence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not engaging in violence. I am just um, a sweet young girl trying to have her... I guess like... I like a lot of the trouble that we had as a couple was just like um like I I feel like traditional gender roles like dictate that like usually the woman cares more about the wedding and they have already all these ideas predetermined about like what their wedding is but I never had those ideas and I always thought that like if I had a wedding it would be equitable it would be something that like we would share but like I didn't realize that like just like from the perspective that I've had in life like I, I'm forced to like learn small things like um like wedding decor and like weird event planning things like there are a lot of like terms that you just didn't understand and you're frustrated like and not really following along and and I think like part of it too was just that like you know you were working you were absorbing a lot of information um starting yeah, I, as an like, RCA as we as we com- like began our adventure into wedding planning. I was just wrapping up and getting a th- book thrown at my face or my mind with an RCA Academy, which is weird. Now I'm switching over to CCA and now I just, I have a bazillion day of. Yeah. You have a moment to rest. Yeah. I, I did a lot of overtime this last week. It was nice or it was not nice. It was not nice, but it was nice for your bank account. Yeah. 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 Uh, did I mention the three D printer died after I fixed it? Yes. Yeah. It's if it's not if it's not one thing, it's another thing. But now it's fixed again. But now it's running again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and not to go back to the wedding, but it's like something that's been on my mind because it's like now like this tangible thing that we actually have to like 
figure out. I mean, we're budgeting. You spent yeah. like hours making a budget for us. Yeah, I've, I've like I I pulled like all of our um finances for like the past like five months, and then like created a spreadsheet. Um, use like a couple of formulas so that it auto populates like um, the average spending for like all these different categories. I probably could have done something like mint.com, but I but I like the control of like determining like my own categories and stuff. So I just did it on my own. And um, yeah, like it, it's weird because like because weddings are so expensive, um, it forced me to do things that I've been putting off. Like I've been putting off like budgeting, like because it's just a thing that I feel like people should do. Um, but I totally put it off, um, put it on the back burner, and uh, and now I'm suddenly doing this. I'm suddenly working out again, um, like because like I guess like I, um, like I'm like I'm like eating better because. I can only afford to, like, really buy a lot of vegetables. Like, I can't buy, like, a week's worth of groceries if we have, like, lots of protein just because, like, protein's really expensive compared to, like, vegetables. So I'm, like, eating better. I'm eating less because I have to, like, be on a budget. Like, I, granted, it's only been a week and not even really that. Um but but it's like crazy how much like this wedding is like changing me and like I guess for the better, but I, I don't know. Um we'll we'll check in every week and we'll see. You made some beautiful graphs. I really appreciate it. I'm not sure if I've said it, but I really appreciate it because you're <laughs> literally like you finish work and then you start working on our budgeting. Like I've watched you. I watch you from a distance and don't understand the science behind it. But I should because it's not that hard. It's just a few formulas. Yeah, yeah, it's just math. Um, yeah, but uh, that's where we're at this week. Uh, so what a week! What a week! All right, so let us um go on a journey. Let's go on a journey to a distant land that is far away, in the land of reality television. All right, let's get in today's topic. My God. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, all right. So I know that this has absolutely nothing to do with Star Wars, but it's basically the new reality TV show that is like right after The Mandalorian. It's one of my favorite shows on television. It's RuPaul's Drag Race on VH1, formerly on Logo. Um, it's a reality TV show competition in which a bunch of drag queens uh, just do random things and uh, just are, are, are just who they are. And, and I love this show a lot. Um, and we'll basically be spending the next couple of weeks uh, following RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, we're already like a, a couple of weeks behind i believe they're on se episode th three but um do you want to just talk about all three episodes right no now? catch yourself up no 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 i want to i want to savor this moment because it's 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 actually a show that's really near and dear to my heart um yeah uh before we get straight into the episode um 
this is probably a given, but there's definitely going to be spoilers uh, for RuPaul's Drag Race. Though, again, we're, we're a couple of weeks behind, so hopefully people are caught up by the time they listen to this. <laughs> um, Vinny. Hello. How do you feel about RuPaul's Drag Race? I enjoy watching this show because of all the drama. I live for it. And, like, it's pretty cool to watch how, like, not only is this show, like, evolving with the times. Like, he, like RuPaul was out there telling people to vote. And look what happened. Like, the largest turnout of voters. That was really nice. And, um, I don't know. I really like the show because it gives me great feelings of, like, pride in being, like, a gay man in America. Like... There's, like, a stage for, like, us to, like, go up and just, like, be gay and, like, just, like, be themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I feel like it's a show that's really built on the backs of great contestants. Um, like, I just think that, like, the cast for every season, like, there's always, like, these, uh, just stellar people that, like, have such stories to tell and, like, are just incredibly talented at what they do. So for me, like, I really love RuPaul's Drag Race. It's like, um, like, I started watching it actually, like, in the period between high school and college. So, like, in that summer. And at that time, I believe, like, season four just came out. But I really, like, started with season three, then four, and then went back to two. And I never watched season one because I couldn't get through uh, the Gaussian blur filter. Oh, wow. Um, I, the, I haven't, I've only seen, like, little snippets myself. I know it looks so unreal because there's like Vaseline on like the Look camera how lens. Far we've risen. Yeah. Wow. Um. Uh. Yeah. And um. I think it was like at that time where like I've encountered like people that were like gay. Um. And and, but I don't think like I really understood a lot of the conversations that I was going to like learn about gender. Um. And it it was really cool to kind of go into start like being an adult while also like encountering like these people that um sort of were really like trying to grapple with with the idea of gender and play with it in a way that like I've never realized like it was such a paradigm shift for me um and really my first like yeah like gay culture on like national television sort of right yeah but semi-national and like it and regionals regional television no, national television. And, like, uh, well, I guess it was cable at that time because it was on Logo. But, like, part of it was, too, was just for me, like, like I feel like with RuPaul, it's, like, it's facetious, but, like, it's not, like, comedy, if that makes any sense. Like, it's, like, it's, like, witty and, like, I funny. Mean, it's basically no, no, no. clowns. It's, like, uh kind of like funny but kind of like sad at the same no, time i guess um what what i'm trying to say is is that like uh like um before like because we've seen drag like i think both of for both of us like all of our childhood like we watched mrs doubtfire we watched like the medea movies with tyler perry like um you know some like it hot like back in the 1950s like drag in drag in the forefront has like been Too a thing food. in no, but, like, not too Wong Fu, but, like, I think, like, um, more, like, straight cis men playing women for joke, right? To make right. fun of women. Oh. Or uh, to 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 say something about, uh, um, and to, like, yeah, like, it, 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 like, it, it was a joke, but, like, kind of, like, in this weird, 
um, still binary type of way. Right. And so, like, for, for like, and so, like, it's, like, drag has always been something that I completely taken for granted um, because, like, I really wasn't encountering, like, the possibilities that, like, people can do and, like, how that intersects with, like, fantasy and how that intersects with, like, um, this idea of being non-binary, which... um, it's it's like something taking, that I've like started to. It's like a mixture between like cosplay and furry, sometimes. I mean, sometimes, but I think that the, <laughs> no, but I think that it's more than that. It um, is. It's its own culture, and um, you're one hundred percent right. It's kind of cool that these people get to express themselves on national television, like to their fullest potential, like painting. Like, you've tried to paint my face before. Mm-hmm. It is, and, like, I've yet to try it myself because I'm a coward. Yeah, I keep telling you, like, you have the ability. You just have to do it, and you have to practice at it. It's a lot of practice. You're right. I don't know. Like, I just, I, like, would feel like I'm wasting makeup, but at the same time, I guess that would just be a thing I would have to get over. I mean, I, I don't know if you see how much makeup I have, and for the amount of days that I actually wear makeup, like... You could totally um, just go through my entire makeup. Honestly, I would enjoy that because then I could buy more makeup. Oh, that, I guess that's pretty cool. But we're on a budget now, so no, 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 could no. Be no. Rough. You could still do it. Like I bought you a bunch of like Elf products and like a lot of products that you could like just play with and not have to like, like I I bought you like all of your own makeup so you don't even have to use my makeup. I just feel terrible because you do use that makeup sometimes. No, I don't. It's in that mouse droid. Oh. I don't. I don't open that. Sorry, I don't open that mouse droid. Sharon, Sharon's gonna hit me, but the table saved oh me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you could. I. 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 Uh, I don't think that like um, lack of makeup is stopping you from trying. You're if right. If you really wanted to. Do or do not. There is no try. As a young, old, like. Frogman once said. <laughs> I don't think Yoda was ever young in his life. I think we're going to see him as like a 200-year-old man. Does that mean like a, he's a 20-year-old? He's in his prime. Oh, for the High Republic? Yeah, I actually started um, reading the High Republic. Me um, next. Me next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I bro- borrowed it from a friend and... Um, so far, it's good. So far, it has not Thanks mentioned Yoda at all. Really? I mean, yeah. that's pretty cool. I hear there's a pretty funny line. I don't remember which book, but it was on um, Blue Harvest. He was hard. He looked hard. and He most certainly was. It's, it's, hard? He, he looked hard. And he most certainly was. Was that like a typo that the editor I, couldn't? I don't. Or was it like? Uh, I'd play the clip now, but um, you're editing this, so I'm gonna have to teach you a little some, something on the computer. You act like I've never edited before. I have edited. I am an editor. I've I've edited. I've I've. Like, he looked hard, things. which he absolutely was. Ugh, you got anyway. it. It'll be good. Um, are we gonna get into today's topic? I mean, we are in it. We're here. Sorry, um, Star Wars invaded. So, uh, 
Yeah, like, I mean, let's uh, get into this first episode. So this first episode actually is is a little tricky to get into, especially if you're new to RuPaul, um, because it, it's like a play on it. So um, for, for one thing, um, this entire season is shot during COVID. Um, so already I think that there's like this weird vibe of like a lot of like drag wasn't um like you can't really do a lot of drag performances um because that requires alcohol bars are closed huh. um like it, it's usually like a live performance which you know live performances right. close you're right in the everybody's um, face sometimes right like a lot of a lot of drag queens started like growing beards um because you know like there's there there, there isn't like a lot of avenues so um, it, it's kind of interesting to me that, like, a lot of these queens, like, normally would be, like, in the middle of their stride, but instead, like, this is, like, them coming out after, like, maybe months of not working, um, which I find, like, really interesting. Um, and and I guess, like, the other thing, too, is that usually um, RuPaul's Drag Race episodes, like, start with... Um, they start with, like, all of the queens together, but instead they have them come in two by two um, and lip sync against each other and then uh, essentially like cancel each other out. And I think that they, it's almost like Rue Paul, who is both the host, but also the producer of the show. Um, Rue like does this thing where like, I, it, it almost seems like um, Rue is taking advantage of COVID as a way to like convince like the contestants that they could be booted on the first episode for uh, COVID-19 concerns. Right. Because that's, like, sort of what I believed as a viewer, like, going into this, where, like, um, it, it almost, like, suspended my disbelief somewhat of, like, the crazy rules that they put in for this season 13. Um, just because... Just because, like, so many things were different um, because of COVID, um, when in reality it actually has no bearing on, on the show. I mean, I'm having fun. That twist really got me. Let's just start with the queens. Uh, so the first queen that comes in is Candy Muse. I believe she's from Brooklyn, New York, and uh, has actually been around for a while. She's from the House of Aja, which came from like prior seasons in season ten. Um, and drama. She is so much drama. Honestly, though, she doesn't like seem that dramatic. I think if anything, she's like. Kind of blunt and stupid. She's very quick to anger, and, like, no. I guess that's fine. I mean, I think maybe she's... she's... spicy. Why Why are you saying all these things? I don't know. I um, guess we're on a podcast. I get to say things on this podcast, too. Well, I guess more like, um, I feel like you're putting her in a weird box where, because she's Dominican, she has to be spicy. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know, because, like, I don't... I honestly don't see her as, like as confrontational as she like tries to say like I, I think she yeah she's trying to play up the character of course like there's two times where she snaps but also <laughs> that we're talking about episode two i'm sorry i keep talking about episode two um well uh like i think candy muse is kind of interesting because she uh like I, I don't think that it's much that she's like really like a villain or very dramatic no 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 but no, more not, that she's but more that she's, like, really emotional. I think, like, she, like, kind of, like, implying... She's kind of like Ruby from Steven Universe. Yeah, like, like in episode... Um, like, in like if we're going to, like, dip into, like, the following episodes, like, 
I do think Candy Muse, like, has a lot of emotions and has a lot of emotions writing on on this. Um, but but I also, like, I for as much as she's like, I'm a, I'm like a bitch, what? like, I don't think that, she, she honestly doesn't seem like that much of a bitch. What? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, no. I agree. Who's next? Yeah, and so uh, the next person that comes in is Joey J. Uh, I don't remember where they're from. They're kind of like a... I mean, this person had the audacity to come into the workroom and say, I'm a filler queen. Filler queen number one. <laughs> it's just like... I'm a stupid bitch. Uh, yeah, I just... Um, Wait, what did she say? She says something, but she's very degrading. I know. Which at Why? first was really like... Uh, I, I, I just thought that this person was like... like stupid but at the same time um i don't know she ends up becoming a bit more endearing uh following into the later seasons i, I guess we should also like mention their entrance looks uh so for candy muse she has like kind of like this denim corset with like um separated sleeves and um and it's like it's it's like nice it's like recycled um Re recycled denim like you could tell that like the denim like what probably was taken from like a thrift store um and now like repurposed and there are a lot of like these cool designs and there's a boom box um with joey j uh chicken feathers uh unfortunately which are i um, don't get this chicken feather as thing. i understand the cheapest feathers why why is it why can't as someone who makes costumes why can't we bring each other up instead of be putting people down I don't know. I think it's like a history of reading, though. I think um, it's like a history of like... You're right. It's essential. Well, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, it's like a self-preservation tactic of like the culture to try and uh, not just put each other down. Like, I don't think it's that simple, but it's like, I think reading part of it is, is like uh, um, trying to be witty about it and trying to be like funny with it. Which I maybe Candy isn't like the great at, like at being witty, but I but I think that that you're right. Is she's like a weird type of witty, like um, what's her name from Steven Universe? Ruby, <laughs> not Ruby, but yeah, Ruby. Okay, she's, she's a Ruby writer. What okay, what are we talking about? We're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, Winnie. That's um, right, and season thirteen. And so, uh, no, I think um, the thing is, too, is just that, like, a lot of people spend a lot of money on this show. Like, I think... What do you, um, oh, yeah, like the merchandise. No, 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 not the merchandise. Um, no, I'm saying, like, the contestants themselves spend a lot of right. money on this show. And I think it, um, like, for example, like, I think in a past season, in season 10, Ms. Cracker, she said that she, like, took out, like, a loan just to get on the show because she had to wow. like pay all these designers to like make these really, really like elegant. Yeah. And so I think like, um, part, dresses. yeah. So like part of it is, is like you have competition, your competition walks up, says I'm a filler queen and <laughs> comes in with like a cheap costume and like a costume that doesn't really say that much that like, and like, you know, like a leotard oh, with chaps. And, oh, that's and like why the she cheapest was feathers. Like a chicken. Um, Weirdo. But and, and I, I get it now. <laughs> but I mean, the, yes, roast her, make her sip tea. 
but yeah, I don't know. Um, like, I don't think that it's like the funniest. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Um, so uh, instead of continuing to introduce queens, they, um, and this is not normal. They um, sent them straight to the main stage for a lip sync. And they essentially say like lip sync for your life, life, life. And um, they're both confused, but they do it. Um, I believe the first lip sync song, it was, uh, I think it was Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Like some kind of, uh, you know, pop, pop song. Yeah. A cute pop song. Um, I think they, I, I don't know. Like I thought the lip syncs this episode for the most part were pretty forgettable. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was cute to have these two like be surprised, but at the same time, it's like, all right, we get it. When it came to like the third time they did it, yeah. But I think, um, yeah, because they keep doing it for for all the queens uh, moving forward um, yeah, until who, they hit thirteen. Who's next on the queens? So the second round of queens that come up, um, they are uh, Denali, who is from Chicago. Um, she comes in an ice skates and an ice skating outfit with ostrich feathers um, into like this corset and like this really nice long braid. Um, I thought she looked really gorgeous and uh, I, I think it's absolutely insane that she came in with uh, um, figure skating blades. Yeah. Uh, not realizing right that the... she's going to do like much more than she probably thought she was going to do. I mean, you got to come prepared for anything now. What do you think season 14 is going to look like? I don't know. They're probably going to have sharks. Shoot. They're going to have to jump over the lava. Their heads. Yeah, yeah. There was, uh, I don't know if you, because uh, I think you started watching like a little bit after um, we met. Like, I'm not sure if you watched RuPaul before. No, you're the one who introduced it to me. In and that, all of its majesty. Yeah, because I don't think we've ever backtracked into like the later, the earlier seasons. But there was one season that was so poorly conceived. It was uh, at season four. There was a wrestling episode what? where they made the drag queens wrestle, <laughs> like actually wrestle. How did that go? Terribly, because they one don't know how to fight, two they don't know how to choreograph, and like three, like I think like they just um. Yeah, no, but I, I guess you have to prepare for wrestling. Um, I also thought that, like, in season nine, like, they made them do, like, actual cheerleading where, like, they're, like, lifting each other up and, like, throwing oh, each yeah. other out. Oh, yeah, somebody actually got really hurt. Yeah, yeah, like, I think, like, uh, Eureka, like, tore, totally tore, like, her um, her joints and her knee or something like that, something crazy, where she had to, like, get surgery and she couldn't continue in the competition. Ouch. That yeah. had to hurt. I can't imagine. Like, I have to bend down sometimes, and I'm like, oh, no, my knee. I know. Can you imagine, like, my brother, John? Oh, my God, John. Yeah, no. Um, But, I mean, but then again, like, the crazy stunts that they make, like, that drag queens do, it, it is just, like, in general crazy. Like, I think of, um, like tucking like the act of tucking which is i i've never done it before it sounds very uncomfortable yeah so it's uh essentially you put um in order to like have a female illusion when you're wearing something like a leotard you have to like put your balls in your back into the socket where they came from and then like 
fold your like penis. I, what I'm more worried about is how do I know which order that I put him in? Yeah, and like honestly, like the more that I read into it, the more like I learned that it's just really terrible for your body. Like you, you really shouldn't do it. Like it hurts and it hurts a lot, and you just have to get over that it hurts. And like it's just like a weird like. It feels like a man mentality to have where it's like, just do it. Like, don't question it. Like, it's like, this Why is drag. I, like, on Wish.com, they were trying to sell me a vagina looking thing. Like, on Wish.com, like, it was underwear that looked like a vagina. So I didn't have to tuck. I could just wear this vagina underwear. <laughs> You're just going to have, like, a really meaty a Meaty clitoris. <laughs> Sorry, the children. I should probably mark this one as explicit, so it's a little easier for you to edit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's pretty tricky. Um. So Denali comes in, and uh, Lala Ree also comes in, who is from Atlanta. Um. I think she's like one of the younger queens. Uh. She comes in with another leotard, with a blazer, also in white. And with like this little also, mask. Also, the only over one who face. wears a mask. Yeah, the yeah. only one. Um, but I love it because it's like a reference to like I think Billie Eilish had like a Gucci mask that was like cool. sheer. This was like before the pandemic too, um, so it's like weirdly prophetic. But she like wore like a sheer Gucci mask that like still like showed her face because it's like not CDC compliant. But it's it's cute. It's like a moment like you could tell that like Lala Ri, um, you know she. It doesn't seem like she has, like, uh, as much, like, money or, like, clout to, like, get, like, these really fancy, like, clothing. But she really works it for, like, the yeah, stuff that she, she has. Yeah, she really brings it. Like, yeah. her attitude is really heartwarming, and I love her. Yeah. And she's going to do great this season. I know. And so, like, they, they do their lip sync. Again, some forgettable pot song that I can't remember. Um, and I was so surprised that Denali did not win that lip sync. After doing a cartwheel in figure skates, in figure skates on a main on and a then stage, death drops. She did it all, honey. It's it's pretty. Um, but what do you got to do to impress the queen, though? But I guess like Lala Ree was just like really charismatic, um, and very like you know just cute. I feel like Denali like seems like on edge, not uh, yeah, just on. She a was figure on the edge skating. of her ice skates. Yeah. But on like, that stage, I can't imagine. Like maybe she made some like divots in the, the, the plexiglass or something. Yeah, I don't know what the main stage is covered by. Though I heard, I heard like on a, another podcast, uh, Race Chaser, um, that is, it, it's organized by like two queens that were on Drag Race, Alaska and Willem, and they were talking about how like, the main stage, like it's kind of jagged. Like there are. Like, it's because it's panels. Or at least this was what it was for when they were on Drag Race. So things might have changed. Um, but they were saying that, like, for example, when Naomi Smalls in All-Star Season 3, like, she, um, she like, drags her butt down, like, the... Um, the stage. The stage. They were saying, like, oh, she could have cut... She's probably, like, Whoa. cut up, like, on her butt be- for doing that. Because, like, that... the the main stage isn't necessarily, like... Smooth. Yeah. It's like, oh, I see. So, like, it's kind of like Legos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, put together. But then again, um, I think they had to move to a different space. And so this might be, like, a different setup altogether from that. But, like, I... But, yeah, so it, it it's hard to say. But at the same time, like, I'm sure... 
Denali really like ruined that stage right after they just set it up for for filming. Yeah, it's brand new, looking good. I know. Yeah, it was really cool to watch her like dance and lip sync and ice skates. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Lila, we really brought it. Yeah, I think she just she's just sweet. But at the same time, like I'm, I agree. Like I think Denali could have could have easily won that lip sync. Um, but you know, I, I, I think like the more that I watch Drag Race and the more that like I, I see people react as well, the more I realize that people just have different tastes. Like it's kind of crazy. Like I think especially like this season, like all, I don't hate any of these Queens. I really like all of them. Um, and all for different reasons. And, um, like, and I can see how like people's like idea of who their favorites are can really just change. Um, just like based off of their preferences, like, um, and, but at the same time, like, I will say, um, and this is, like, something that, like, really bothered me about this episode is that, like, it was spending so much time being, like, shocking and stunty that, um, I feel like they didn't allow the queens to really prepare for what was happening, and I think, like, um, I think their performances really suffered for it because I think they were in shock while they were performing. Everybody, yeah, everybody was worried. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, no. uh, like it, they they um they they seemed like so scared and like confused and like I don't I really think that it affected their performances because most of the performances in the first episode were not memorable. I, IMO. None of them. None well, of not them. no 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 no. But you like learn. I know. I, I what? barely know their names still, and we're in episode three. Well, Vinny, that's just because uh, there's just a lot of names. But you also wake me up really early to watch it the next yeah, day. Yeah, because I love Repulsors. It's so cool. It's fine. I love you too. We can watch I'm, it again. Yeah. We can watch it again tonight. All right. Um. Here we go. Okay. Um. All right. Going into the next round of queens. So, I will say that. Um, past two forgettable. The lip syncs after this forgettable. This lip sync though. So um, the next two queens that come up are um Simone, who is from the House of Avalon. I think she's from Los Angeles. Um, she's friends with Gigi Good, who was like a finalist on the past season. Um, just like beautiful queen. She's in a dress made of Polaroids of her own body. <laughs> that are like linked together she has like it's like kind of like this mod look um kind of sexy but also kind of like cool and edgy um and i i really i don't know what it is about her but like she's just so gorgeous and like but like in a kind of like effortless way um and and i really dig her and um i believe the queen that comes after her is tanisha iman who um, she's, uh, I think one of the older queens on this season, she's from Atlanta, Georgia. She's actually Lala Ree's mom, um, or drag mother. Whoa. And, uh, yeah. And she, and they're, um, uh, you could get that, like, well, her whole story is, is that like, she actually survived cancer like a yeah. year ago. And like, she was going to be on season 12, but mm -hmm. then she got cancer then she went to chemo yeah and said like and she couldn't now, walk yeah she needed to like she basically was like i had to rebuild myself right yeah for the show and it like I, I think that it's like her story is like amazing and it's like um Definitely what a amazing. resilient person like it says a yeah, lot of cancer her. yeah the explicit son it's fine 
Um, yeah, and so <laughs> I just, um, yeah, I really, uh, these two queens were absolutely um, my favorite uh, for their lip sync. The lip sync was, oh, that's right, Tanisha, she was wearing um, a power suit with, like, giant shoulders. Gigantic shoulders. I will say there is, like, this weird fit issue where, like, she, her neck always seems to be cut off by her giant silicone boobs. But I think part of it might be the fact that, like, her body's just different after chemo. So I'm just giving it a pass. Um, but otherwise, I mean, she looks beautiful. Um, and I think, like, she really... I, I think it... Yeah, I really like that power suit. I feel like it fits, especially for her kind of, like, more motherly... Um, like it kind of fits like the age that she's trying to to portray. Be in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being a mother, mother um, goddess. And so I remember this lip sync. I remember it a lot because it's kind of amazing. Uh, it's Janet Jackson's pleasure principle. It's you're <laughs> not. It's my Janet Jackson moment, not yours. Yeah. Oh my god, I love. And like we stand here amongst my achievements. <laughs> Not um, yours! Oh, it was so good. Like, um, like, Tanisha was, like, giving, like, full Janet Jackson. Like, you could tell that she just knew the moves. Like, she just practiced those moves when she, like, when this, when this song came out in the 80s. And, like, right. just, and I just, like, I love, um, I love it when, like, specifically black drag queens, uh, like, that are older, like, just pull out, like, <laughs> like actual like dance moves that are like not draggy at all like um like you think about peppermint in season uh i think in season nine where um she she's like fully like doing the robot <laughs> and like it's it's like i think like um maybe if, like for me like it's so novel because like in drag race i'm like used to like very specific like you know the one two step flip uh death drop moment um, but but for Tanisha to just come in and just be fully Janet Jackson was was kind of amazing, um, especially after like telling her story and like um, and like honestly like kind of like selling herself short um, by imp by implying that she's older when in reality she's like busting moves like crazy, um, and right. and then on the other side for Simone like. Like, Simone is really weird because she doesn't do that much. But what she does do, like... Yeah, she's super flashy, though. Yeah, but, like, not in, like, a dramatic kind of way. Like, she never does a jump split. She never does, like... She doesn't do any stunts. There's, like, no reveals. She really just acts out the song. Um, but but she's oddly really convincing. Like, for... And, like, it's... And it's, like, strange to me because, like she doesn't do many, like, different movements either. Like, she always does, like, the... She, like, walks front and then walks back. She's she does, like, that little nod. She's and legs. Yeah, and, like... But for some reason, like, I buy it. It's really weird. Um, and, it's quite magical. Yeah, and Rue buys it, too, I guess, because she wins the lip sync. Goes to the winner's circle. And I... RuPaul has the audacity to um, give a cancer survivor the chop. Um, How dare she? It's messed up, man. And then life's already hard as a black woman in America. Like, why would Rue do that? It's, I do not know. I don't know either. Anyways, going on, this show is just full of drama, and like we just have to get used to it because you know, 
I don't know. There's a certain level of like in drag, like a lot of the culture is about getting over the hump of oneself and like experiencing oneself in the truest form. And I don't know, like the spiciness of it all. Like why why are all drag queens so spicy? I don't know. I think it's not necessarily that all drag queens are spicy. I think the drag queens that apply for this crazy reality TV show are particularly spicy. They are all trying to be the cayenne pepper, but honey, sometimes they're broccoli. Right. But I think it's also that like they're curated to be almost, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I think the next queens that are up, if I remember correctly, are Gottmik and Utica. Um, so Gottmik is the first transgender man to um, to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. So assigned female at birth, then trans, but is trans man, and uh, but also does drag. Um, and so Gottmik... Uh, has mentioned, I think, in the second episode that he prefers he, him pronouns um, in general, but that in but that in drag, uh, he would s- prefer that you reference she, her, hers. So just as a reference, she, her, how. hers is so. So um, we're we're tr- we're not trying to like misgender her intentionally by um, referring to her as a her as in while she's in the show and in the con. Right, we're talking about Got Mick. Yeah. So Got Mick comes in, she has like this puro face where it's like completely white. I like yeah. how when Jung says that like uh she looks like kiss. Bon voyage or kiss, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but 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 I dig it, like it's like kind of like this clowny makeup and it makes a lot of sense because um I, I feel like nobody mentions this on the show and maybe it's a bit of a faux pas for me to even mention it, but I feel like um if you're like if like if if you have like more feminine female bones from like from just like being assigned female at birth to begin with i feel like it's much harder than to like kind of like make the argument that you're really transforming if you're do you get what i mean like i'm trying not to be offensive but like Identity and gender is so hard as is. Like, but yeah. Like, all I'm going to say is, like, yeah, I mean, it must be nice. It must be nice <laughs> to uh, be a beautiful person in this world. No, no, no. I but, don't know. What but, you... no, what I'm saying is, is that, like, um, for you to dress up in drag when in a gender that you used to occupy, but no longer identify with um like i think that it's really it makes a lot of sense to me why gotmik would do such an extreme makeup like painting her entire right. face white fully go into the clownness of yeah, the art because because like it's not really about going back to where you were but like ascending beyond it um and and in that sense like it like i think that it makes sense that um she has like her makeup skills are like very um not just like feminine but like beyond beyond the binary which is which is really I cool love it when it's like this true just bending gender because it's so stupid in the first place right 
I love it. I love this look. And I love our next queen just as much. And it's kind of like cool to have like the weird queens go against head head. Yeah, the weird white queens. Um, yeah, I, I love Utica. Um, so if I understand, I don't, I think she's from Minnesota, Utica, Minnesota. Yep. Or Minnesota. Mi- okay. Minneapolis. Yeah. She, uh, I, I love Utica a lot. Um, I, I love her look too. Yeah. She, so she has like a light green wig, a strawberry and like she's wearing all these like grandma textiles, but in like this beautiful like uh, suit silhouette. Um, she's incredibly tall, so like she just has like legs for days, but also limbs for days and flailing about. Like you can tell that like she doesn't take it as seriously, but I also think like you could really tell that she has her own aesthetic. Like I think um, Gottmik's um, outfit is kind of, like, very what's on trend for fashion right now. Like, kind of, like, this structured uh-huh. ruffle moment, and it's, like, kind of, like, about the... Ruffles. Yeah, like, I, I think it's not... Like, it, I would see Beyonce in that and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but Utica, like, I really love how she embraces, like, this kind of, like... Like, ugly... <laughs> like, ugly, ugly, floral, like, is that, paisley... Is that a uh, tablecloth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you just turn your grandma's tablecloth into something? But, like, I, I love her looks, not just in her entrance look, but in Meet the Queens, uh, she had this beautiful look where it's, like, gingham, and, and there's, like, a duality moment because there's, like, two different, like, color stories yeah, happening like, at once. Yeah, like, even her reveal look, like, on the Meet the Queens, like, that has that same, like, duality in, like, the clothing, too. No, yeah, that's what that's exactly what I'm mentioning is the Meet the Queens oh. look. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh kind of um and also like um I think in the Meet the Queens, uh she also was in this like outfit where it was uh, where she's like a rag doll and there's like a sewing pin like that's through her heart and she can actually like, move her heart along the sewing pin. Oh. Um which I think is like absolutely insane to like waste on a Meet the Queens but me- I I can't ever tell if Meet the Queens is before or after the filming of the show. Um but I yeah, I just I really dig her aesthetic. I think uh she just has like a re- it like it's obvious to me that she has um her own point of view and it's not necessarily what's trendy. It's not necessarily like what everyone is buying, but because like she has that such a clear perspective, like I'm really excited to see what other stuff that she's gonna pull out for I hope she gets to show it like soon. Like she's in the pork chop loading dock. I know. Not only is she in the pork chop loading dock ah, oh, okay, wait. I'll 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 save it and I'll tuck it in myself. But in terms of like the actual lip sync, not memorable. I don't remember the song. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so I think the next queens that come in, if I remember correctly, is Olivia Lux and Rosé. So Olivia Lux and Rosé, they're both New York queens. Um, they they kind of know each other. I, I love Olivia Lux. She's like kind of like has this ingenue vibe right. um, where, uh, you know, like she's just like always smiling. She's younger. She's only been doing drag for like a year. Um, and she's so gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she's just beautiful and like so bright eyed. She's she thick. 
Meanwhile, like Rose, I think is just like this, like, <laughs> like how do how do I explain? Like, she comes in in a pink leather outfit, um, with a broken tooth and a champagne glass. You know, like kind of like a tiny purse. Yeah. No. 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 Rose. Yeah. No, Olivia is the one with the tiny purse. Oh, um, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, uh huh. But like, I, it's just like it's so funny to me that like Rose, who's like more of like a seasoned veteran, but also like kind of like uh, like he kind of uh, she kind of gives me the vibe of like um, being like a little like edgy, but a thirties edgy man. I don't know, like um. It just comes off as like somebody who's like been there, done that kind of type deal, and like right because they've been a star in like New York for a while. Yeah, they've been on like other um, competition shows, and they know what's up. And so it's just really funny to me that like they uh, they come in together, um, and they're such like a funny pair. They're both in pink, um, and and they lip sync uh, again. Another song I don't really remember, but um, Olivia wins. Rose gets sent to the pork chop loading dock. Next queens, um, I think uh, the last queens are Tina Burner from New York, again. Uh, Kamora Hall, who is from Chicago. Chicago. References her as a Mackie doll. Comes in in a Bob Mackie dress, which... Do you know who Bob Mackie is, Vinny? No. He's he's like a really... Uh, he's like a big deal designer, like in the 90s. Um, and, in like the 80s, I, I think. Um but, like, it's kind of absurd to me that a drag queen would, like, actually have uh, a high fashion, like, outfit like that. It's, uh, so it's that expensive. How many zeros are we talking? At least five. Wow. Or maybe four. I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't know how much uh, high fashion things are. I mean, it just goes to show. It's just too expensive for me. It just goes to show you, like, uh, money ain't it everything yeah because she loses her lip sync um and uh before we get into lip sync though i'm trying to remember the last one is elliot with two t's your favorite i'm not my favorite but like she's pretty cute like, she I is like pretty her cute. attitude and like she uh, brings the drama kind of kind of um like she, i love her her style though because it's very like soccer mom because <laughs> uh, right. she like comes in with like a red leather two-piece and like a blazer that like I think you could get at Nordstrom's, um, and and just like this blunt bob haircut. I don't know, oh, man. I the thing about Elliot that like I kind of like is that like her aesthetic is definitely not my aesthetic, and that's perfectly fine. And what she does is still very polished and like very put together, but just like absolutely like not on my wavelength. And I kind of respect that. Right. It's yeah. just so different. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Who, who comes? Who comes to RuPaul's Drag Race in a two-piece? Like, it's very season one Drag Race, honestly. Did you know in season one of RuPaul's Drag Race, there was one queen that had the audacity to come in in jeans? Whoa! Because because cool. like the vibe was different. Because it was more about like pass, trying to pass yourself as a woman, uh-huh. um, and less about being like uh, high fashion like couture. So um, they just would buy stuff at Nordstrom Rack and just wear it and then go on RuPaul's Drag Race. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Look how far they've come. Yeah. Um, 
so and in case they lip sync uh tina burner i guess has a big reputation but honestly i thought it was forgettable i honestly thought kimura did well i thought elliot did well um but for some reason uh tina burner wins sure um and so the winning queens all assume that they win and uh you know, probably go to their hotel rooms thinking that they did it. They did it. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the queens that were eliminated actually are not eliminated, but instead uh, they go to this loading dock where they meet all the other eliminated queens. And then essentially the episode ends with Rue explaining that one of them has to, that they all, even though they don't know each other, even though they haven't even seen each other perform, have to eliminate one of them in order to proceed with a comp- into the competition. Bum, bum, bum. Ah, I know. Which is like yeah, tomfoolery and gaggery. How dare they fool around with my emotions like this? How dare they? Um, How, But they, I don't know. I think it was really cool. They didn't keep it like lighthearted. Yeah, and I think, um, honestly, like I, I think I like the spirit of this episode a lot more than I like the execution. Like, I think... It, it's not a terrible idea because so many drag queens primarily um, do their work by uh, by lip syncing. I think that it makes sense that the best metric to test them right. is for oh. them to do their life's work, which is lip syncing. Well, generally speaking. I feel speaking. terrible because one of my friends like from like role play uh-huh. days was like starting to get into drag queening. I don't know. It's not the proper term. I don't. Uh, but anyways, yeah, she getting was, into drag. was getting into it. Earthikit. Eth- 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 oh wow! Eth- no, sorry, etiquette. Oh, I, that's their drag name. That's a good drag name. It is. Nice and, uh, yeah, she was doing wonderfully, and like she had a few gigs. It's kind of mm-hmm. sad though because like business is closed. Right. Yeah. It's like it's <sighs> crazy to see like. Like, yeah, it makes me kind of wonder, like, for especially, like, younger drag queens that, like, are kind of still making it and, like, really busting their, 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 like, all the momentum that you would build, like, trying to start your career and then having it stop all of a sudden, like, it it must be, like, really frustrating and and awful, Um, but, you know, but at least we have this show. I mean, drag queens are growing beards. They never do that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have like an era of bearded drag queens. Please, I want an American bearded drag queen. Yeah, yes. So I, then there's something I can aspire to. Maybe I should be that queen. Maybe you should just watch Drag Race Holland. You're right. Oh my God, there's so many bearded queens. Oh, there's just one. I mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she is gorgeous. Um, yeah, I yeah, I love this show. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, I I. We can watch the next episode five times over, and I'll and I'll give make you flashcards I mean, so you remember spoiled. their names. Yeah, I've already spoiled the the ending for the next one. Whoops. Whoopsies. Um, I mean, it's fine. We could we could pick it up and uh, get in more into detail. I really like this. I had a lot of fun. Oh, I'm glad. Thanks for uh, taking the wheel, Captain. Yeah, no worries. Um, well. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by, Ducky Bay 35. Oh. I have spoken. Copy that. Locked in for 35. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to Docking Bay 3.5. If you'd like to see more of us, you can support us on Ko-Fi, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Facebook at Docking Bay 3.5. If you'd like to buy our merch, visit T-Man on tpublic.com. T-Man. T-E-E-M-A-N. Till next time. Bye-bye.